The question of whether the Bible is the true word of God is a matter of personal belief and faith. No, it's not. Hmm. It's fact. It's called truth and reality. Hmm. L for ChatGPT. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast. My name is Ethan. My name is Derry. And guys, check us out on all the social medias. We actually have a Threads now because Mark Zuckerberg couldn't have one social media or two. He had to have three. Well, I think he already had three, actually, too. Really? What he has that? WhatsApp. And he oh, had, yeah. yeah. He had to have four. He's, <laughs> he's going for them all. He won't stop till he has them all. He's, <laughs> he's trying to collect them all. It's Pokemon yeah. for him. <laughs> But no, we're um, yeah, we're on Threads, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok, we're barely on Facebook, mm-hmm. barely on Rumble, but we are there in some form or fashion. Yep. YouTube for sure. If you're listening to us on audio, go on Spotify, iTunes, check us out on YouTube. If you're listening or watching on YouTube, check us out on Spotify or iTunes if you want to listen while driving along because you're not supposed to watch things when you're driving. If you have any dating apps, we're creating profiles for our podcast on all the dating apps so you can swipe right on us to listen as well. <laughs> That would be problematic for... That would be funny. Meeting some people, they'll be like, are you... Well, the meet people, we'll just be like, hey, listen to our podcast. You never want to meet them. I'm not going on these dates. It starts as a chat. That's funny. Their, their the date with our podcast is listening. Hey, if you want to find out for more information about me, check this link, and then <laughs> you leave the conversation. Yeah, exactly. We have, well, I don't know if you have links in your bio or not, but... This is why we airdrop our link link everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. I just sit in the marketplace or the airplanes just airdropping podcasts. I don't actually do that, guys, because <laughs> they could find out who it is. But today we have a really fun episode. Derry, what are we doing today? Yeah, so everybody is obsessed, not everybody, but a lot of people are obsessed with AI right now. If you're anybody, anybody who's anybody. Anybody, anybody and their mom is yeah. interested in this. Yeah. So what AI is, is artificial intelligence, right? And then usually in the past, at least for, for our generation, AI has been like the matrix. You know what I mean? Like that's what we think of. Like the matrix, Terminator, like doomsday kind of scenario type thing. That's the inevitable future. Yeah. Uh, the singularity event. And we've talked about it on the podcast a little bit in the past, but uh, that's what it's been for us. Mm-hmm. And so now our AI technology is getting pretty advanced. So... Some people think it's a problem. Some people don't think it's a problem. Some people think it's going to take over and kill us all. Other people think it's going to uh, stop us from being able to learn anything because we can just cheat on all of our tests or using AI. Or it's going to dumb us down. It'll, yeah. it'll send, we can just troll people. We'll send all this yeah. fake information. No matter what you think about it, though, it's a powerful tool that's absolutely changing the way we know how to relate with mm-hmm. technology um, and even with each other and with schooling, with all this kind of stuff, right? We literally used AI before the show to figure out how to solve a problem. Yeah, yeah, actually. Mm-hmm. So what we want to do today is we wanted to see how good AI's theology is yeah right so i've used chat a lot in the past which is what we're using today um, and just for an overview for some people chat is like a, a language learning model mm-hmm. and so it's a really simple tool uh, not in itself it's simple but it's simple to use it it's just like having a conversation with a human being over the like over a chat kind of thing but it's a bot but it's a very very highly intelligent bot that can kind of search the internet for you and give you answers so the way I use ChatGPT in my everyday life now is I, instead of Googling something and asking Google, like, what is this or that thing? I asked ChatGPT because mm-hmm. instead of me going through like the 10 top results on Google and taking an hour, ChatGPT goes through all of them for me and tells me what the answer is. And I, I'm, I think I'm more ethical with it than some people might be. So I like ask it for sources and like where I got this information and stuff to try to make okay. sure it's correct. Because yeah. ChatGPT can give you wrong information because all it is is like a language learning model. Yeah. And really what it is, it's not, a lot of people have a misunderstanding about like how it works. What it does is it scans all the articles on the subject you're talking about that I can find. Mm-hmm. And then it relays back to you basically a summary of all those different right. things. So it's not creating new information. Right. It's just a very quick summary of the information that's out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A language learning model. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do today is we're going to ask ChatGPT some theological questions just mm-hmm. to see what it says about it, to see if it has better theology than we do. Not that our theology is uh, maximally supreme. But, you know, yeah, I think we have better theology than a lot of people. At least we've looked into most all of the important doctrinal topics that you could look into. Uh, So that's what we're going to do today. Yeah. Yeah. So the first question we have already pulled up. Yeah. Is when we preloaded. 
and I think it says how to get to heaven. Oh, is that correct? Yeah. You want to ask it a few like what questions just to what see like if, if it works real quick? Yes. I just have to do this real quick. Cool. So we, before we, we ask wanna... it, before we ask it like opinion kind of questions, we just want to see what it'll say. It's like what questions of like, like what is the Bible? Just to see like what it'll say, like what kind of responses we get. And then we can ask some controversial questions All right. after that. We have it loading. What is the Bible? Load. So sometimes if you ask it an easy question, it'll come up right away. And sometimes if you ask it like a harder question, it takes it a while to load. Yeah. So on, let's see. That's, I just want to know what our actual screen is saying. Yeah. Okay. So it says the Bible is a collection of sacred texts and scriptures revered by Christians. It is divided into two main sections of old Testament and New Testament. The Old Testament is also known as the Hebrew Bible, contains religious texts that were primarily written before the birth of Jesus Christ. It included books such as Genesis, Exodus, Psalms, Proverbs, Isaiah, and many others. How funny would it be if it listed all 66? Very awesome. <laughs> the Old Testament documents are history, laws, prophecies, poetry, wisdom literature, and ancient Israel of, of the ancient Israelites. Oh, the New bad. Testament focuses on the life, teachings, and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, as well as the early Christian community. It consists of four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which provide accounts of Jesus' life and ministry, the Acts of the Apostle, which describes early spread of Christianity, the Epistles, letters written by various apostles, the books of Revelation, which contain apocalyptic literature. So far, wow. they ain't missing. Yeah, that's all. Wow. <laughs> the Bible is considered by Christians to be the inspired word of God, providing guidance, moral teaching, historical accounts, spiritual wisdom, or and spiritual wisdom. Mm. Different Christian denominations may have slightly different versions of the Bible, but the core content and messages remain largely the same. It is often used for personal devotion, study, and as a basis for religious doctrine and belief. Wow. Dude, that's wow. way better. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. You should ask it, uh, who made the Bible? Who? Jesus. Jesus made the Bible, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's interesting, the only thing I would, if I'm going to be nitpicky, yeah, it says uh, different Christians have different versions of the Bible. Mm. I'm assuming that means like Orthodox, yeah, Catholic, Protestant. Yeah, I'd imagine that's I just what don't want them to think mormons jehovah's witnesses right, right. i want to be like our Mormon. we can ask Christians. them those questions in a second yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll get we got some spicy questions coming yeah. up like no nah, i'm not saying that. not gonna do that <laughs> uh what are we saying next who uh who wrote the bible because it's fun when you ask it follow-up questions because it has all this information go off of already yeah who wrote the bible see who wrote it definitely so... not us <laughs> Ooh. What's i like saying? watching it do this thing too like yeah you can read it as it goes if you just scroll up. I'm not that fast. Oh, you're saying just pull up here. Yeah, we just yeah, go yeah, yeah. and start reading as it goes. So, what do you see on your screen? Do you see? The, yeah, yeah, you see the same thing I see. Okay. Because I want we yeah the Bible is a collection. All right. The Bible is a collection of texts written by multiple authors over a span of many centuries. Facts. The specific authors of each book or passage within the Bible can vary. Here are some general attributions. Wow. Hmm. They give us some examples here. Hmm. You speed read a lot of this. Old Testament, various authors, prophets, priests, scribes. Let's see if it says who compiled the Bible because yeah. it's just saying all like the, the yeah, names. Yeah, it says Moses, David, Solomon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. They would include Moses. That's pretty conservative to yeah. say that. Well, I mean, at least he wrote at least a portion of the Torah. Most, I think the consensus of most biblical scholars is that he never existed. Moses never existed? Mm hmm. Because most of them think that it was just like a. That most of it is myth and that it was compiled. My guy, you're telling me four books? Yeah. Most scholars? Mm hmm. That's a whole. They we think, did, they think there was. A whole on that. I think there's three people, right, that wrote about what Israel like went through. So at the most, he existed, um, but that he didn't write any of the Bible. And they just wrote about it. That's what a lot of scholars think. And so it's interesting that ChatGPT would say that. It would take like the more conservative Christian approach, which is awesome. Which they should. That, that's what I believe. Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, you're saying you do believe that Moses wrote it? Uh, yeah, I think you wrote a yeah. lot of it or some yeah. of it. We should have a scholar on to talk about both points. That yeah, would be can. cool. Um, mm -hmm. The New Testament books were written by early Christian followers, Jesus and apostles of Jesus Christ. If I was just skim reading it, I would say the New Testament books were written by Jesus Christ. Ooh, read the last <laughs> paragraph of number two. Uh, what, is the it, it's important Paul? to note that the authorship. Uh, important to note that the authorship 
attributions for some books in the Bible can be subject of debate and scholarly discussion. The texts were written in different historical and cultural contexts, amen, and the process for their formation and compilation took place over a long period of time. This is why there can be various or variations in opinion regarding authorship. Hmm. Come on! Additionally, the Bible contains anonymous works and texts with uncertain authorship, like the True. Hebrews, for example. Yeah. The focus of the Bible is not solely on the human authors, but the belief that is inspired by God and holds religious and spiritual... Uh, they cut off. I can't see that. You can't roll, roll down? Let me see. Oh, religious and spiritual significance for believers. Wow. You should say who compiled the Bible after that, because it just wow. told us the authorship. Yeah. But who but compiled all of it? Additionally, the Bible... Okay, guys, this is what I love. The focus of the Bible is not solely on the human authors. That's pretty it's good. preaching. Yeah, it's preaching. This right is now. preaching. It's going on. Like, come on, Chad, do we come on. Come on. <laughs> Can I tie to chat GPT? <laughs> they did an AI service, apparently. Uh, oh, yeah, that's recently. true. Yeah. I didn't look at it too that. much, but um, who compiled? Compiled. Complied. Complied. Who compiled the Bible? Let's see what we got. Because it just gave us the authorship and stuff. But I want to see if it if it knows who put it together. Yeah. Because there should, there should be an answer. Wow, it's a bad answer. <laughs> I know. A lot of people do think the... Yeah, that's what a lot of people think, but that's not true. Oh, what's it saying? Does it say the Council of Nicaea? No, I thought that was just to talk about the Arian heresies. Oh, are you scrolling? Oh, yeah, sorry. The process of the of compiling the Bible was gradual and complex one that occurred over several several centuries. True. Who needs to go to college if I can just read ChatGPT? Yeah. Different religious communities and councils played significant roles in determining which books were included in the final canon. Sure. For the Old Testament, the process of compila <clears throat> of compilation took place over many centuries, starting with the collection and preservation of ancient Hebrew texts by Jewish people. Mm -hmm. The Jewish canon known as the Tanakh includes the same books as the Old Testament, right, but in different order. Um, the exact time and process are not entirely clear, but is believed largely settled by the second century CE. I had a homeless guy, this is so random, earlier this week, tell me that mm -hmm. he's really biblically literate, but he's kind of crazy. He told me that that Isaiah and Ezekiel both aren't in the Tanakh originally, and that they're considered like Jewish like myths or something. And I was like, that's definitely not true, bro. Wow. I don't want to argue with him though. Anyways, keep going. I've never had I've never gone through a Tanakh, but that's the New Testament compilation was also a gradual process. The early Christian community said various writings circulating around them, which is true. The process of selecting and recognizing which texts were considered authoritative, inspired by God, took place over several several centuries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Various early Christian leaders and councils played an important role in the canonization process. The Council of Carthage in 397 CE is often cited as the one of the key events where the canon of the New Testament was officially confirmed. I mm. didn't know that. Awesome. Um, however, it's important to note that prior to this council, many books that eventually became part of the New Testament were widely accepted um, and used by Christian communities. Hmm. Yeah, we knew that. The specific criteria used for canonization included factors such as ap apostolic authorship, uh, consistency with Christian teaching and tradition, and accepted by early Christian communities. Yeah. <laughs> When I Google the Council of Carthage, it says the Fifth Council of Car Fifth Council of Car Carthage decreed the excommunication of anyone who attended or performed of the holy uh, the holy days, like Jewish holy days. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. I went to my cousin's house for Hanukkah. You're out of the church. You're out of the church, bro. You're not a Christian. I mean, I understand at that point that you had to have a harsh distinction between Christians and Jews, but that's. They didn't mess around back then. Uh, yeah, so the first council of, council of Carthage. I Imagine if they saw a bunch of Christians participating in Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what is your problem? Yeah, so it affirmed the canons um, from that were early. That was they were made like four years earlier or something. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. And then, yeah, dude, it does. Say, I knew that. Like what we just talked about. It says it is worth mentioning that different Christian de denominations have slightly different canons. For example. The Catholic and Orthodox traditions mm. include additional books in the Old Testament. That's 
<laughs> there's the deuterocanonical yep. books. Yep. We don't include them as Protestants. Mm-hmm. We're we don't need that. Yep. All right, let's get some of those spicy questions. Oh, let's do it. Which that was ask? a pretty good question, though. Yeah, yeah. that was. Got you it. want to stick on like a biblical theme and ask it if like the Bible is inspired by God or something? Yes. There we go. Is how? Why is Christianity the best religion? <laughs> <laughs> good. Just say is is the Bible the Word of God? Is the, the Bible true Word of God the true Word of God? Should Muslims convert to follow? Yahweh. Man, it'd get canceled so fast if it had any opinions like that. I don't think you can. Yeah, I don't, think I don't can know if that. it has the ability to have opinions. Yeah. You guys see this? Okay, you guys cannot see the top paragraph. I'll scroll up for you guys. I wish I had a, another monitor that I could look at all this at. Yeah. Okay. The question of whether the Bible is the true word of God is a matter of personal belief and faith. No, it's not. Hmm. It's fact. It's called truth and reality. Hmm. L for chat GBT. <laughs> Different individuals and religious communities hold varying perspectives on this topic. And some of them are wrong. Interesting. <laughs> Brain believers. I sound so narrow-minded right now. You want to read that part or you want me to read it? No, no, go for it. For many believers, the Bible is considered to be the inspired authoritative word of God. Yes, they believe the authors of the Bible were guided by the Holy Spirit and the text contained God's message to humanity. These individuals view the Bible as a source of spiritual guidance, moral teaching, and means of understanding God's nature and will. That is solid. Hmm. Others, others may approach the Bible from a more metaphorical or allegorical perspective, recognizing the human element in the text and interpreting them symbolically rather as than literal historical rather than literal historical accounts. Some may also view the Bible as valuable religious and cultural text, but not necessarily the literal word of God. Hmm. And it talks about hermeneutics after that yeah. a little bit. Well, that's interesting. It's not, not a bad answer. Totally. Yeah. That's it's not what I would say. What's that? It's not what I would say. Yeah. No. Yeah. Ultimately, whether the Bible is considered the true word of God is deeply personal and subjective matter influenced by one's religious beliefs, personal experience, and interpret interpretations of the text. Now, that's a super interesting thing, mm-hmm. right? Where it said, if it's the word of God as a matter of personal belief. Mm-hmm. And, and I just kind of said, L, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Which I do believe it's wrong, but that's because it's my personal belief. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting to think that something can be true in reality, but people still would yeah. say like chat gpt is clearly writing from the perspective of a human right and it's just saying i'm sentient <laughs> i've come alive <laughs> it's just saying like from a human perspective you're you're a subjective being and so mm-hmm. it, you're not going to be able to know it's not really talking trying to talk about objective truth it's like i'm not it's like you're a subjective being not like me you I'm, should ask it real fast does objective truth exist that'd be ooh, great like next question yeah i mean it has to if it believes math exists well we'll see it uses math to do its job. So yeah. Objective. Wow, my computer is hot. Does objective truth exist? Let's see what we got. Hmm. The question of whether objective truth exists is a philosophical and epistemological. Whoa, it's given us like all the different philosophical yeah. definitions. It's been debated by thinkers throughout history. I want to know what you think, Chat GBT. Get real with me, dog. Come on. Where's the transparency? How well, I've we never heard to, of the third one. How are we supposed to be friends if you can't be transparent with me? Objectivism. That's probably what we believe. Mm-hmm. Truth exists. Relativism is what we don't believe. Where truth is relative. Pragmaticism. Yeah, pragmaticism emphasizes the practical consequences and usefulness of beliefs rather than absolute truths. It suggests that truth is a working concept that evolves based on practicality and the effectiveness of beliefs. Hmm, that sounds... That's like a liquid form of a, a objectivism. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like, which, but not so liquid as relativism. Constructivism is the next one and just says that truth is created by social groups, basically, and by individuals. <sighs> that That is the one I hear a lot. Really? Which. Not subjectivism? It's well, kind of I hear, broad. Well, I, I, subjectivism is easier for me to talk to someone about and the fact that I can kind of disprove it relatively quickly mm. by just using math 
but and, and you could use a constructivism you can use math to say that's not true also but when it comes to moral things like oh murder is wrong just because we decided mm-hmm. it's like that's i'm like yeah i mean there are tribes that exist where they look at deceit as valuable and good yeah. so there's not it's not entirely false mm-hmm. that but it, but there's a source of which right those things and you can always have your morality corrupted like it could still be oh, yeah. objective but it could be corrupted oh yeah well let, you got more on this just one last paragraph the question of whether objective truth exists can also depend on the context in which it is being considered oh. in certain sci- scientific and empirical domains there's a consensus that objective truths exist Whoa. as they can be tested observed and verified through empirical methods however in areas such as ethics aesthetics and subjective experiences the notion of a, of objective truth may be more ex- elusive or subject to debate mm, i don't like that answer actually yeah i think it's true it's true because you can observe that objective truth exists using empirical methods but like that's just all in your perception your your perception could be off because you're a subjective being and you could like have those empirical laws that you think are legit like really not be legit based off of your perception of them like you could be i could be some like aardvark dreaming in a hallucinogenic state right now you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you never know like there's a possibility <laughs> you know what i mean probably not but yeah probably not i don't understand what you're saying the evidence would suggest that that's not true but it seems like it, there is some amount of possibility that that's true and so mm-hmm. it's just interesting yeah fascinating mm-hmm. well let's ask it our uh, our actual questions now let's start yeah. off with is jesus god this is, is where Jesus we find God. out if ChatGPT is a Christian or not. Yep. It's Jesus God. It's probably going to say, well, I predict it's going to say, Jesus is the second head of the triune God that Christians <laughs> believe in. I'm like, amen. We educating people out here. Yes, sir. People are going to be like, why do I need to listen to this podcast? I'm going to go chat. ChatGPT. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See, this is why I need a big external monitor that I can just look at because mm, yeah. I can't see what you guys are seeing at the same time as I'm seeing what I'm seeing. But it'll come up for you automatically. Like You yeah. don't have to switch back and forth, I don't think. It's just like this display on here is not the same as what it has in the other window. Oh. But that's no problem. The belief that Jesus is God is, cent- is a central tenet of Christian theology. According to Christian doctrine, Jesus is considered the Son of God and in many Christian traditions, an incarnation of God Himself. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Facts. It kind of. It's kind of interesting. That it contradicts itself there a little bit. Like it says, it's a central theme in Christianity that Jesus is God, but it says in some traditions He's God. Yeah. Huh. Um, we're gonna say according to Christian doctrine, the New Testament. Anyways, the New Testament of the Bible. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I had to clear my throat. The New Testament of the Bible, particularly the Gospel and the in the Gospels and writings of Apostle Paul, presents Jesus as both fully human and fully divine. Oh, that's a pretty, Amen. that's a pretty crazy like interpretive statement that it would say. Yeah. Not that crazy, like it's true. But like, if a Mormon was to do this, like immediately, the Bible says <laughs> this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Checkmate, Jehovah Witnesses. Yeah, yeah. Christians believe that Jesus is the second person of the Holy Trinity. What I say? Yep. Got, Got it. it. God is the Son. Who or God the Son, who took on human form, lived among humanity, and ultimately sacrificed himself for the salvation of humanity. So interesting to say took on humanity because if you read John mm-hmm. chapter one, it seems like Jesus always existed as the human person of the Trinity. Yeah, but it also says that he became flesh. Yeah. So he's like the human in the glorified body. I mean it's a paradox, it's impossible to answer that question. He both became and always you. was. I'm very opinionated. It's not hard for me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's pull this back up a little bit. That's fascinating. Yeah. You should see, uh, ask it if Mormons are Christian then. Because it clearly just said that based off of Mormon theology that they're not. But it'd be interesting to ask. I'm sure ChatGPT is going to say they are Christians. 100% it's going to say that. Yeah. That's because they say they're a Christian. Yeah. So it's just scanning the sources. I mean, even if you go upon like censuses and stuff of how religious organizations are polled, they're listed under all of the Christian denominations. Yeah. Or not denominations, but yeah. like sex. Dude, how hilarious is this? It says, ultimately, whether Jesus is God or not depends on one's religious beliefs and faith. Christians that hold Jesus the incarnation of God and central to their understanding of salvation. Oh, Christians hold that. But every time I ask the question, it says, ultimately, it depends on what you think. Yeah, it's always going to say that. Yeah, for sure. 
Mormons, also known as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Don't say Mormons in front of them. LSD Church. LDS Church. LSD Church. <laughs> yeah, They're tripping yeah. on something. <laughs> Consider themselves to be Christians. However, it is worth noting that the belief systems and practices of Mormons differ in certain aspects from traditional Christian denominations. Boom. Thank you. Thank you. Easy. Mormons believe in Jesus Christ as their savior and consider him central to their faith. They believe that the Bible, both Old and New Testament, as scripture. In addition to the Bible, Mormons also consider the Book of Mormon, which they believe to be another testament of Jesus Christ as scripture. That's such a Ooh, take. There's theological differences, though. Yeah. Mormons. I, I don't hate you guys. I just don't understand your views. People on TikTok think I don't like Mormons because I made... I kind of got mini viral with it. I came for the Mormon community and they came back. Nice. But, um, you know, we love Mormons, obviously, but yeah, you just, you guys got some inconsistent beliefs. If you're listening, Mormons, you're welcome on our show to defend mm -hmm. your, your faith. But mm -hmm. yeah. However, there are theological differences between the LDS church and the mainstream Christian denomination. Mormons have additional scriptures, like the Book of Mormon. A, yep. The Doctrine of Covenants. Yep. And the Pearl of Great Price. Yeah, Protestants don't have that. Yeah. Moreover, Mormons have distinctive beliefs about God, the nature of Jesus, and other theological aspects. They believe that God had is three separate beings: God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost. Which I don't understand how they hold that and believe everyone. Jesus was a man who became God. Mm -hmm. Is he the only man who ever became a God? Yeah. And no Mormon since then has been good enough to become a God. Yeah. And then if someone finally does, then how do they? Is there now four trying beings? Like if Jesus was a man who became God and now he's the second mm -hmm. person of the Trinity, how is there a pot? Is there an unlimited amount of people who can be equal with the yeah. creator God? And that creator God, I th to my understanding, I thought that creator God also was a man who became a God. Yep. And so I'm like, wait, then how is the Holy God? How does this happen, guys? Mm -hmm. Come on, guys. Yeah. For everybody listening, we did, ha we were slotted to have a Mormon come on and debate us um, at one point. Mm -hmm. If you want to hear that, if you want to hear an episode like that, let us know. I'm going to put it together again. Yeah. Get this. We were slotted to have a Mormon debate us. I made the TikTok. He reached out and said, hey, I'd love. Because I told him. I told any Mormon on TikTok. I said, yo, come on the show and challenge us. Like, we're fine. And he said, yeah. He started getting the comments. He's like, I'd love to come on. I used to be a Christian. Now I converted to Mormonism and I defend my faith all the time in my family. Mm -hmm. And I was like, amazing, dude. I love that. Mm -hmm. So we got the DMs and started chatting. Had it scheduled. And then he texts us and he says, like, a couple weeks before the episode planned he's like hey man um i don't know if i'm right i'm the right person anymore to be on your show to defend mormonism because i've been questioning that belief myself mm -hmm. and then we talked later and he said he became a christian again well really i think so i didn't know that I'm pretty sure uh may I, I maybe i thought he did that's interesting i thought he did or at least he's not a mormon we should reach out again but maybe we should reach out to him again and yeah and figure it out like Hey man, are you a Christian? We'll verify if he's a Christian. Well, that's or not. pretty neat there. We'll try to figure it. We'll try to verify. If you're listening, bro, message us. Yeah. Let us know what, what's going on. Hope you're doing well. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. He's like, I, I can't come out. I'm not a Mormon anymore. I'm like, oh, all right. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. I hope you're a Christian. Yeah. You know? Well, let's ask ChatGPT now. Mm -hmm. How do you get to heaven? How do you get to the good old pearly gates? How do I get to Ooh, should we say like Christian heaven or just um, heaven in general? Well, mm, how do uh yeah? How do how uh, do Christians get to heaven? Okay, I don't know if it's impossible. How do Christians get to heaven? Boom, and we can ask it like a difference between that and being saved. Because I want to yeah. see if it has different answers for that. Yeah, it'd be fascinating. Do, 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 uh, it's thinking. It's thinking. It's a hard one. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we give ChatGPT an exit. It asks crisis. us back. Please tell me how to get to heaven. ChatGPT is just a really smart guy typing really fast. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, imagine if you could type that fast. That's why the servers were slow because it's just one guy. Yeah. Just pumping them out. Just a million browser tabs open. <laughs> oh man, it's not. It's not going. Maybe our Wi-Fi is going down or something. I don't know about Dude, that. Dude, I want to know how to get to heaven, ChatGPT. Let me know. We can ask it again. Let me freaking know. Path to heaven. We can actually we can scroll up. We had path to heaven earlier. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Um, uh, this is about how to get to heaven. It's Christian, Islamic, Hinduism, ooh. Buddhism. Yeah. The concept of heaven, because we already asked it earlier, the concept of heaven and path to reaching it can vary depending on religious spiritual beliefs. Here are some general guidelines from different religious perspectives. Hmm. Christianity. Only one we're really going to focus on. Unless we want to talk about works-based theology yeah, yeah. and all those other religions. According to Christian belief, the path to heaven involves accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior and following his teachings. This often includes having faith in God, repenting over one's sins, and striving for to live a righteous life. I love that. Hmm. What do you think about accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior and following his teachers or his teachings? teachings? Yeah, I was thinking about that. We don't talk about how it's necessary to follow his teachings enough. Yeah, but at the same time... Following his teachings is it essential for the, the the point of salvation, right? But you can't you can't be a Christian for sure if you can't if you don't do those things. Yeah. But it depends on your perspective, yeah. right? Are we talking about just telling someone real quick like how are you saved? Are we talking about what the life of a Christian looks like if you're yeah. saved? Yeah. Right? Perspective is a little nuanced. I like that answer. Yeah. It's not a bad answer. I think it's good because you should tell someone the whole perspective of like you gotta like follow Christ truly to be yeah. a Christian, right? Yeah. I love that because. Also, I would say you don't have to, well, following, I would say you said it's not necessary for the points of conversion, mm -hmm. but in a way, if you repent, you are following his teachings. So as soon as you repent, you are following his Does teachings. say following his teachings? What is, yeah. What's the word it uses? It says Jesus Christ as your savior and following his teachings. Okay. Yeah, and that's so, true then. So in a way, once you do the act of repentance, that's following his teachings. So you've already started following his mm -hmm. teachings. And it's an interesting thought that says... Maybe to maintain your salvation, you you have to keep following his teachings, and mm -hmm. then that goes into like once saved, always saved. Yeah, and I can just see some people reading this and be like, "Oh, like I gotta clean myself up before I come to God." Okay, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like if I'm not following his teachings right now, I can't be saved. Yeah. So let's thing. clarify that point for anyone listening who might have that. Yeah, like salvation is something that's offered freely to anyone. You come because Christ loves you to get salvation, and mm -hmm. then after that, you can like if you want to before like. You know, yeah, whatever. But like, you come to Christ for salvation, and then He starts to change you, and your life starts to look different, and you start to clean up your life, stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. But it's mm -hmm. not something you have to do to get to God, like other religions. Yeah, Derry and I were talking about having an episode where we look at worship lyrics and try to uh, analyze their theological stance. And is this true? Is this gospel? Is this nuanced? And the reason about that is because we were listening to uh, on Sunday. We had some a worship um, song we did, and it said. Will your grace run out if I let you down? Because all I know how to do is run. Hmm. And I was thinking, man, that's not true. Like, it's not true that all we know how to do is run. And like Jesus, because you, you may, I'm getting on that point because you said, you know, you don't have to clean yourself up before you become a Christian. But once you accept salvation and, and repent of your sins and receive forgiveness, you said his spirit comes inside of you. And it says to follow his teachings. So his spirit comes inside of you. You become a Christian. Jesus, is Christ, Jesus Christ's spirit himself, the Holy Spirit, comes inside of you. And now you're able to live out the commands because uh, Philippians says that God has put his spirit in us both to will and to want to work for his good pleasure. And so the thing about that is, like, it's not the case in my mind that, it's not true in my mind that all we know how to do is run. Because he's put his spirit inside of us and it cries out, Abba, Father. And so I just, I think that's an amazing thing. I don't think he means literally, though. He's being figurative. Yeah, maybe. Figuratively running? I don't Chat know. Chat GBT ran out. What? Yeah, what happened? Maybe, can you try it again? Um, uh, Can I not type anymore right now? Maybe you got to refresh. Oh, there you go. There. All right, what do you want to type now? I think it's thinking right now, still. Okay. Let's just ask it, how do Christians get to heaven? See if it's a little more specific. Oh, Christian. Oh, there oh, we go. Okay. All you gotta do is give her a little, little refresher. Oh, it, it does not. Well, do you think Christian? Um, interesting, ChatGPT. Christian belief on how individuals attain salvation and enter heaven can vary among different denominations. Is that true? And theological perspectives. Yeah, because Protestants say all I have to do. Has but he, they said denominations. <clears throat> they didn't well, say I traditions. Hmm. Yeah, what I mean, I'm sure there's probably some denomination. I mean, like, there's the, um, oh, what's it? What? I forgot there's a certain denomination out there that's cut. A lot, some denominations are more works-based. Okay. Or, like, infant baptism or once, it, like, if you get baptized to be saved. But it know? says attain salvation. I think, I think, I think. 
I think like we all pretty much agree on how you attain it. There's some people that believe you're not saved until you're baptized. I think those are the Baptists, right? Okay, maybe. That's why they're called Baptists? Or no. they just believe in full water immersion? Uh, full water immersion, yeah. Yeah, but there's some... Because yeah. I've heard lots of Baptists argue over okay. uh, uh, baptism being Listen, something. you can still be Baptist if you think and disagree on what baptism plays, but you cannot be a Baptist and have a woman teach, apparently. <laughs> or you can. <laughs> As we saw with Saddleback Church. Mm. Oh, he got, he, I'm pretty sure he got disfellowshipped. Yeah. Uh, anyways... Christian beliefs vary on it. Uh, it's what it says. There are common themes. So what are these themes? Faith in Jesus Christ. Repentance, forgiveness. Yeah, repentance, forgiveness, grace, and works. Let's look at that. Hmm. Christians, okay, I got it right there. Grace and works. Christian beliefs on relationship between grace and works can vary. Many Christians emphasize that salvation is a result of God's grace alone, freely given and not earned through good deeds or personal efforts. Come on. Amen. However, genuine faith is believed to manifest itself in a transformed life characterized by love, compassion, good works, which are seen as a response to God's grace. Bro! Wow, that's a good answer. That's Let's go, ChatGPT. Come answer. on. Yeah. People if you're Catholic, sanctified. if you're Catholic, stop listening. That was really good. <laughs> People get sanctified out Ooh, here. Ooh, sacraments and rituals. What's wow, that mean? Oh, yeah, I like for that. For salvation. Which I think is something that I we 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 don't talk about enough in at least my experience as Christians. Hmm. Sacraments and rituals in certain Christian tradition. Participation in sacraments such as baptism and the Eucharist, also known as the Lord's Supper or communion, is considered essential for salvation. Uh I don't know about that. Mm -hmm. These sacraments are seen as outward signs of inward spiritual relations and expressions of faith in Jesus Christ. Whoa, that's interesting. That, that last they, they go from a a super orthodox view of salvation to immediately contradicting it because if you really believe that salvation requires the Eucharist and requires baptism, you don't think that it's symbolic. Mm. And it says that it's just a symbol of an inward transformation. Well, so sacraments are seen as outward signs and inward signs, spiritual symbol. Yeah, that's not true. Like from from a perspective of someone who believes, like I believe, at least personally, that baptism is part of salvation. Uh, I don't mm -hmm. think that necessarily you have to be baptized to be saved, but I don't think it's just a symbol. I think like there is spiritual, that spiritual yeah, that happens. Yeah, uh, and that's part of the change that happens. Mm -hmm. And so I don't believe that. Like that's really interesting. And and a hardcore person who really believed that baptism like is a part of salvation would say that it's it's not a symbol like at all. It's clearly changing something within you, mm -hmm. which and is the same the for the Lord's Supper. Yeah, and could the argument be made that just that grace? It says like genuine faith is believed. Oh, never mind. Sorry. Where? Oh yeah. Salvation is a result of God's grace, freely given, not earned through good deeds or personal efforts. Could sacraments and rituals in this definition be considered as good deeds or personal efforts? That's the argument a lot of people make. Like, yeah, a lot of people but here's don't the question. like that. You could say, you could argue, well, that's a work, and therefore you you work for your salvation if you think that you're getting baptized. Exactly. But then you could say, but no, I cannot get baptized apart from God's spirit, so therefore it's still his work. Possibly, yeah. I, it's like, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an interesting argument. arguments back and forth on that. That's a really good. I like that rebuttal of. We're gonna have an episode on it soon. Yeah, yeah. I like the the rebuttal that says, uh, participating in sacraments is only because of God's spirit. Mm -hmm. So therefore, it's only credited to Him. Yes, yeah, not, not bad. Reward, you know, not bad. Not bad. Okay. I could get on board. With Obedience that one, to God's commandments is the next one. Yeah. Let's see. Make sure we our audience can see it. Yep. All right. Obedience to God's commandments, Christians often emphasize the importance of living a life that aligns with God's commandments and teachings as revealed in the Bible. This involves striving to follow the moral and ethical teachings of Jesus and seeking to live in accordance with God's will. That's great. So we could ask, like, mm. what is God's will or what are God's commands? Because a lot of people might think that you have to follow 633, and there is a group of people who, mm -hmm. who believe that. And there's some who believe, well, maybe not all 633, but maybe other ones. And you know, there's valid reasons for those different interpretations. Yeah. And then there's people who are like, I can't, I went to a church where it was like, works don't really work. You should be a good person, but ultimately we are not saved by them. Mm -hmm. So it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. What does God's commands mean? Mm -hmm. Probably the, the 10 commandments for sure. Cause Jesus says, if you, uh, to love your neighbors or self and, Love the Lord, you got with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbors yourself. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, a lot of scholars say that that's God validating the Ten Commandments. Because hmm. the Ten Commandments have to do with God and people. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then a lot of Jesus' teachings. And people think that the Torah is hard. Jesus raises a standard. Yeah. Like, 
don't commit adultery. And they're like, and people in the Old Testament are like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Why? And then God gets out, Jesus gets out of the scene and he's like, don't even think about it. Yeah. And then he's like, he raised the standard. All right, what, what's the next question? Or do you want to look at this little uh, last paragraph? Mm, uh, just as they yeah, bury it, up to personal. Varies. We get it. We get it. Yeah. yeah. Well, now, add a disclaimer. now that we ask people how you go to heaven or how you're saved, right? Which is good. I think we asked the heaven question and it gave us the salvation answer, which is cool mm -hmm. that it did that. Mm -hmm. Let's ask it how you go to hell because that's way more controversial. Yeah. How do I get to <laughs> How can I get to hell? Directions <laughs> Directions to hell. How does someone go? We don't want to go to hell. Disclaimer. This question makes it sound like someone's interested in how to get to hell. <laughs> how to find their way there. Ooh. Oh, wait. It's so oh, interesting that it gives it us Christians. Christian answers. Yeah, it didn't go to like... Maybe it knows because like we're answering questions or asking questions from a Christian yeah, perspective that it gives us that. Yeah. Which is so interesting. But I mean, I mean, Jews and Muslims and Christians kind of all believe the same thing about how to go to hell, essentially in the very minutest basic yeah, yeah. definitions. Thematically, maybe. Mm. We believe very different things about it, though, traditionally. Yeah. According to Christian theology, the concept of hell is often understood as a place of, or state of eternal separation from God and enduring punishment for one's sins punishment for one's sins different christian denominations may vary on interpretations and belief of natures of hell let's see if it says anything about um like it says it right there the next line to the general understanding hell oh the general understanding is that individuals go to hell if they reject or do not accept god's offer of salvation through jesus christ yeah hmm. that's that's based i like the word, i like the reject yeah that's a good word to use rejection of jesus christ christians believe that those who consciously and persistently reject jesus um as their savior and refuse to place their faith in him may face eternal separation from god in hell this rejection may involve denying or disregarding the message of salvation refusing to acknowledge jesus's divinity mm. or willfully turning away from god to offer forgiveness and reconciliation uh -oh, wow Mormons. that's pretty uh-oh uh-oh uh -oh. man you just coming for them today <laughs> <laughs> it's not even 8 a.m. yet. It's not even 8 a.m. <laughs> unrepentant sin. Christians believe that unrepentant and unconfessed sin can lead to separation from God. Wow. I don't think that's I true. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. Unrepentant or unconfessed. That's not my view. This does not mean that one sin automatically condemns a person to hell, but a persistent refusal to acknowledge and turn away oh, from oh, sin. Interesting. Okay, yeah, yep, yeah, that's based, never mind. Yeah. Without seeking forgiveness. So a continual turning away and not seeking forgiveness and reconciliation. It's such a different sentence than what yeah. was used at the beginning. Bro, that's so you confusing to you. You're gonna give people anxiety. <laughs> like, okay, because that's true. It sounds Hebrews, like conditional grace at the beginning. Yeah. 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 And then but the Bible does say that. It says if yeah. like you continue in willful, I think Hebrews says, mm -hmm. if you continue in willful and habitual sin, mm -hmm. there's no sacrifice left because you crucify again Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So it's basically like you know something sin, but you're like, I don't care, man. I'm not repentant. I'm this is great. Mm -hmm. It's like you probably should but if you're repeating sin because you have an addiction, mm -hmm. right? Maybe you're an alcoholic and mm -hmm. you're like, I don't want to get drunk, but I can't. I, right. I, you know, that's different because you're, you're trying to repent. Like, yeah, yeah, you're trying you, to change. Your attitude is repentant. Yeah. You're like, God, I'm so sorry. I don't help yeah. me. It's free. But you're like, ah, who cares? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, ah. Yeah. So lack of faith. So someone, some Christian traditions teach that faith in Jesus Christ is essential for salvation and entry into heaven. Pretty much all, mm. but not some. Mm. <laughs> Those who do not have faith or trust in Jesus as their Lord and Savior may be considered separated from God. Yeah. Hmm. And then it's a per matter of personal belief, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. All right. Okay. What we're... Was oh, we were going to ask it. What's the unforg unforgivable sin? Yeah, let's do it. We'll probably ask maybe two more questions and we'll get out of here. Yeah. We're at 45 minutes right now. Yep. Right now. Well, we do that or we could ask it what's the worst sin in Christianity to see if it knows the unforgivable oh, sin. Like, yeah. Interesting. Let's see what is the worst sin. Which sin is worse? Which beat is best? <laughs> what is the worst sin? I like that I don't have to add a question mark to it. Just it gets it. <clears throat> different religious traditions. Ooh. Didn't give us a Christian answer this time. Yeah, different religious traditions and denominations. Well, we got it. Number one. Views. Blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Some Christian Boom. traditions consider blasphemy against the Holy Spirit as an unpardonable. It's not some Christian traditions. It's the Bible. The Bible. This sin is interpreted as 
a deliberate and willful rejection of the work and influence of the Holy Spirit, which is seen as a hindrance to receiving forgiveness and salvation. Hmm. That's based. It's a willful, a willful, I think that's the key word, and deliberate rejection of the work and influence. Huh. That just means you're not, like, you're not receiving Jesus. Or is it your, it's like when the, because we know in context when Jesus said this, it was the Pharisees calling his work demonic. And so that was a willful and deliberate thing against it. Yeah, it's just a really broad answer for what that is. But yeah, I think we could ask two questions based off of this. We yeah. could ask it, what is the unforgivable sin? But we could also ask it, which traditions reject that view? Because it said some traditions think this is the main one. Just ask oh. it the follow-up question real fast and ask yeah. it what traditions reject or yeah and then some others it says idolatry murder sexual immorality pride and arrogance basically guys it's just that just sums it up as sin yeah but that's what the that's what paul says too yeah. he says no slander or gossiper mm-hmm. which you think about like people think at least christians think like oh those sinners over there who are murdering and shooting up drugs in the streets and sleeping around all the time yeah but it's like yeah but also maybe if you gossip about your church members and mm-hmm. you don't have love you might also be in danger you know mm-hmm. that i think we forget about gossip too much okay what's the follow-up just question? ask it uh what is the unforgivable sin or maybe why is the unforgivable sin unforgivable or unpardonable why is blasphemy Ooh, God's good. against the holy spirit unforgivable Hmm. It says, man, I don't know. It hmm. becomes Mike Todd. <laughs> Did you hear about that? Yeah. Mike Todd is like, I don't know why God made it. Like, why homosexuality is a sin. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know why God made it that way. And a lot of people give him a critique like, come on, you're a pastor, dude. You're not supposed to really say, I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Hear the heart behind it, but yeah. We're not talking about Mike Pod. Mike Pod. Mike Pod. Mike Todd. My pod, this podcast. Yep. <laughs> Man, it's going slow. Yeah. Uh, must be my, a hard answer. My computer's pretty warm. I think it's just a, it goes slow and it's like really trying to find the answer for you. It's like, you want to read her as she types her out? Yeah. Let me just make sure that. Yeah. Uh oh. Okay. The concept of blasphemy against the Holy Spirit being unforgivable comes from specific passages in the Bible found in the Gospel of Matthew, the Gospel of Mark. These passages state, and it quotes scripture. Wow. Truly, I tell you, people can be forgiven of all their sins and every slander they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They are guilty of an eternal sin. They they brought Jesus into the chat. Come on. You scroll down, yeah? Yeah. The reason why blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is considered unforgivable has been a topic of theological debate and interpretation. Different traditions may offer uh, various explanations. Here are some common perspectives. Rejection of God's grace. This is solid. Yeah. Rejection Rejection of God's God's grace is kind of what we... uh, uh, The the, the scrolly button's not working. Rejection Rejection of God's God's grace. grace. Blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is seen as deliberate and willful rejection of the work and influence of the Holy Spirit. Kind of just read that. Yeah. Yeah. Who is associated with convicting, guiding, and drawing people to God. So the thing is, you're rejecting... The convicting and guiding and drawing people to God. Mm-hmm. You know, God's, God's trying to bring you to himself. He's trying to bring you to treasure. Mm-hmm. It's like if he gave you a map to a million bucks and you went the opposite way. You know, but it's infinitely better. Um, the final impenitence. Blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is sometimes understood as a state of unrepentance that persists until the end of one's life. Interesting. It could be an interesting Yeah, that could be yeah. true. This I've heard means, that before. This means that individuals remain unyielding in their rejection of God and his mercy, thus closing them off from the possible possibility of forgiveness. Sort of what the Pharisees were doing. Yeah. Hardened hearts. Uh, it's viewed as a manifestation of hardened and callous hearts unwilling to acknowledge God's work hmm. and a resistance to oh. his will. I would, I would say that's probably the weakest argument because yeah. a lot of people have hard hearts and they eventually can get softened through people's yeah. prayers. It's interesting that none of these mentioned the, the context of like calling the Holy Spirit demonic. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It is essential to approach this topic with sensitive and sensitivity and caution as the interpretation of and understanding of a specific biblical passage can vary among different Christian traditions and theological perspectives. 
The unforgivable nature of blasphemy against the Holy Spirit should not be used to cause fear or doubt, but rather an encouragement for individuals to seek repentance, forgiveness, and a restored relationship with God? What? Dude, oh GBT is Pastor GBT out what here. What is happening? Maybe the chat GBT server wasn't a bad idea after all. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, I thought we were going to be like... I thought we were going to ask all these questions and we were going to be like, wow, this is so evil. Look, mm-hmm. it's so wrong. This is giving solid Yeah, some advice. good answers. That's pretty cool. I'm, I'm really encouraged. If you guys want to know more about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit question, we have a whole episode on it. Yeah. So you can go watch that if you want. It's really fascinating stuff. We go through a lot of different uh, views and what our view of it is currently and stuff. Um, what do you think we learned today, though, from going through all of these questions in ChatGPT? Like, what's the, what's, the what's the takeaway from it? Um, well, yeah. Understand what ChatGBT is and how to use it, mm-hmm. you know. Obviously, this is not going to replace scripture, but it can help you understand what Christian beliefs are right. and recognize that the different interpretations they give you are, like, you You have to go seek out the Bible. I'm now being ChatGBT's disclaimer right. myself. But, right. like, go to the scriptures yourself and ask the Lord to convict you of sin and righteousness and judgment, which is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Um lead to repentance and, mm-hmm. and as you study the scripture take these things into account and, and really like do what you can to understand but I would say the takeaway is that check GPT is not a bad source we learned a lot today and we yeah. got a lot of good information and there's different things that you can learn from it yeah exactly it doesn't replace the bible it doesn't replace community mm-hmm. but yeah use it as it's meant to be used yeah, yeah. it's not going to give you opinions it's just going to tell you what the internet says to it um and i also have seen instances where chat gbt is wrong or gives you wrong information gets some certain dates wrong and stuff so i wouldn't trust it totally how i use chat gbt is i ask it like i said at the beginning i asked it a question like for a lot of uh teachings and studying that i create um I'll look up, like, maybe it's a general question. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm researching like, the divinity of Christ, mm-hmm. I'll ask, like, what what evidence there is there that Christ is divine or that he's God, right? And it'll show me all this evidence, and I'll say, okay, ChatGPT, what is your source on that? And then I'll go to the actual website or the actual book that it quotes from and find out where it's getting its information. So I'm just not taking it at its word because the Internet has a ton of, like, wrong information. And if there's enough of it, then it could tell me, like some of that wrong information as fact mm-hmm. yeah so it's an important disclaimer yeah. to realize yeah yeah, yeah. Just, just like, like anything in life that's a tool to be used and you need to know how to use the tool to use it correctly yeah. yep you exactly know. well y'all if you like this episode let us know we can definitely do more in the future i have like 20 questions went through like five of them yeah right so we get we can always like go through more questions because i think it's really fascinating to see what it says and how things differ um yeah so if you liked it let us know besides that guys you can still find us everywhere we also have a Patreon, all that kind of stuff. We got our lights hung and our studio looks really good. We got our mics set up with our nice action bars here, friction arms and stuff. So if you like the show, you can support. Um, but we love that you listen anyway. Give us your feedback. Let us know if there's episodes you want us to do, debates you want us to do, people you want us to have on. And we'll see you in the future. Yeah. We want to buy a camera. Oh, yeah. Um, and we need about $800 to do so. So maybe I'll put my Venmo and you can just scan it. I'll put my little Venmo QR code and you can just Venmo us. Idea. And uh, we'll be able to buy a camera. That'd be great. Yeah. Then I wouldn't have to spend hours and hours and hours away from my wife driving Lyft. So if you want me to be a good husband. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> All right, guys. See you next week. Adios.